Hello, welcome to Hazardous Opinions. I'm Eric, there's Andy. Hello. Today we're talking about Dune, a movie made in 2021 as an action-adventure drama and takes place in the desert, <laughs> most <laughs> yeah. for the most part. Many deserts all over the U.S., but in the, not in the U.S., just filmed here. Oh, was it? Or, there's a couple parts, and there's a couple other countries like uh, Jordan and, you know, all the countries oh, I, with beautiful deserts. Yeah, the yeah very beautiful, barren, <laughs> hot deserts. Yeah, they make uh, perfect for um, futuristic wastelands. Absolutely. But yeah, uh, Dune is a remake of an older movie that was based on a book and directed by Denis Villeneuve. Uh, it stars a lot of very big names. You got people like Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, Zendaya, Oscar Isaac, Momoa, Skarsgård, and uh, Josh Brolin's in this as well. And then, of course, Dave Bautista playing pretty much Drax again in this. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and there's a whole slew of other names as well in this movie. Pretty big cast and... Uh, Pretty decent sized budget as well, but uh, good movie. What was the budget on this? You know, Oof. it was in the hundred thirty millions. I think I was looking at Damn. it. I, there's a lot of movies that are higher than it that you wouldn't expect. Uh, hundred sixty five. Yeah, I, I believe that. So, I, like compared to some other movies, it wasn't that expensive. I think it was like. 150th place of all time but um this movie did pretty good i think it made most of its money back worldwide even if it didn't make it all back in the u.s yeah i i remember it being pretty popular when it first came out and i remember wanting to watch it but i just i never got around to it but um yeah it was it was on hbo max oh no max it was on max uh now so i was able to watch it at home so yeah yeah so what happens here a noble family like um they called house atreides uh gets we kind of get just jumped right into it the emperor is putting them onto a planet that manufactures spice spice is this uh chemical drug that helps you live longer and now this new family, House Atreides, is taking over the planet Arrakis uh, from this other family that is also very big. And there is tensions rising. So it's a big, uh, what do you call it, like galaxy issue thing, like like Star Wars. I know I've related like, to that in the past, and it, it does yeah. remind me a lot of, of that. It does. It's uh, big battles uh, and a lot of uh, a lot of tension between certain factions. Uh, what I liked about this movie is that there's like clearly good guys and then there's clearly bad guys, and then there's also like a bunch of other factions in there too, and they all kind of clash. Yeah, uh, it was re- it was really uh, it was really interesting for that because like that that's kind of how like. I guess relating it to Star Wars again. I mean, there's there's that. There's like clearly good guys, clearly bad guys, and then like other factions in between, and it all makes for uh, 
pretty interesting story or it's like a lot of world building like that this is what this movie is, is world building yeah this is setting up the universe yeah so before we delve too deep into the universe what do you think of this movie overall i'll i'll give this movie like a a, a seven um it like had great visual effects and the acting and everything that was great um for like for me it was just it was kind of a lot to uh handle all at once me being new to this dune universe uh i know that you know i'm gonna be like everyone else to say the book was better probably i never read the book but (laughs) i can only assume it's better (laughs) because it was like a super long book and there's probably a lot more details that are uh, filled in in that in this movie because it, it kind of felt crammed to me, uh, which you know with with it being brought into a new medium like this is to be expected. But uh, overall, like I thought it was pretty good. I mean, we'll, we'll give it we'll, we'll give it an eight. I'll give it an eight out of ten. <laughs> instead of a seven there's things i don't like about it but overall there's a lot more things i did like about it so yeah i uh i think i lean closer to agreeing with your your first rating there i think i'm at like a seven two seven three and that's not to say that this movie's bad seven for me is anything past seven is a recommend for someone or for general audiences i'd say i like this movie and i think i got pretty engulfed in it as i was watching and i got i, I kind of just fell in love with the universe and i enjoyed just watching chalamet and all the other actors do their thing um but like you said as well there's there's a lot of build-up and i can't judge this movie for the universe that i know it's going to become yeah to judge it just based on what it is here and it's a lot to throw at the just um everyday audience that might not know all this backstory and a lot of information to take in long mm-hmm. movie and uh yeah i i did enjoy it though I yeah it's a good movie this this to me feels like one of those movies that once uh you know once the rest of the movies come out i'm assuming there's gonna be like three since yeah. they're so long there's probably, probably gonna be three, three movies that come out and like once they're all together and once I get the whole grasp of everything, I'm probably going to really like all of them. And like, uh, and like, I want to like compare this to like Lord of the Rings, like the fellowship of the ring, like that, that movie had a lot of buildup, but if you didn't have anything happen in that movie and just like had the other two movies, it, I mean, obviously, right? <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it, it was if you just saw that movie without the other knowing the other two at all, like it would have been kind of eh. But like the whole um, everything around that was just like great in terms of like it being in a trilogy. So that I guess I'm just kind of predicting that I'm gonna like it better in the future, but it did seem kind of crammed. Yeah, no, I agree complete with, completely with that. I think this is one of those movies that kind of has to take the hit of all the world building to really make the next few shine. And I like Villeneuve's movies. Uh, he's a good director. And I have no doubt that he can pull great things off for part two, which is actually coming in November. So 
I'm looking forward November. to November. Yeah. Cause That's he did stuff. He did some of my favorite movies of all time. He's done like Arrival, um, Blade Runner 2049. Uh, he did Prisoners as well, which we were talking about on a previous episode. Oh yeah. I, I really like Prisoners. So he, he has a thing for long movies. He has a thing for uh, long movies. He did some of the uh, 007 ones, didn't he? The new 007s. Did he? Uh, I guess I'm not sure if he did. I'm not sure, but um, those were also long and like very, you know, a lot of exposition and all that. So things he likes doing, uh, but I'm all for it. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely very much looking forward to uh, part two. And that's probably when I'll actually go see in theaters. But for now, this one is is just the setup movie and. Who knows if it'll pay off or not, but I'm I'm thinking with what he set up here that it's going to do well. Yeah, I actually, yeah, I agree with you on that one. Yeah, so the costumes and special effects, I think, are some of the most noticeable um, things that have been done with the budget in this movie. Like, I like all the outfits in this movie. I think they all look pretty spot on to what they're trying to depict Mm -hmm. uh everything looks pretty awesome there and even all the special effects i think the only one i didn't really like as much is like their shields seemed a little like a clunky technology to me but i thought uh, i thought it was pretty smooth it was really um i don't know i don't know how they could have done that better but like i was kind of shocked to see that whole uh shield thing going on like over shields i thought that was really cool it almost gave me feelings that people were wearing like uh, like standing in those bubbles, those uh, like ones you can walk around in because oh, yeah. they'd be hitting each other with swords and yep. they would just clink off for a little bit and you had to like push your sword in for it to like actually burst through the shield. Yeah, it, it might um, like like I get why they would want something like that, but uh, it makes me wonder like is it as efficient as you think it is? Because you have to result to swords in that case. Like, I mean, we're 8,000 years in the future, right? <laughs> um, but nobody has guns. They fight with swords. So, I mean. Yeah, we regressed a little bit to yeah. uh, close combat. Yeah. I was thinking they're going to have, like, laser swords or something or blasters. But, <laughs> you know, I was just in my Star Wars line- mindset. Yeah, which is fine with me because, I mean, Star Wars can get a, a little bit insane with all the blaster fire and stuff. And That's true. It's just, oh, this is simpler, I guess. It is, yeah. Um, so it does it does help being able to keep track of it easier when your your armies are actually rushing each other instead of just firing cannons. And... <laughs> well, they had cannons too, you know what I mean? But they were shooting them yeah. at the ships. And, you know, if you have that kind of weaponry... Uh, you know, you'd think you'd want more explosions in these battles, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, one, of the, one of the other things I really liked in this movie, I, I don't know if they're CGI or what they were, or just like models with some CGI added, but the uh, ornithopters, the little aircraft that they fly in with all the wings. Oh, that's what they're called. Those things are fucking cool. I only knew that because I had the subtitles on. Oh, 
it's a cool name uh, based off like a real design. And um, I really like those ships. Those are pretty awesome. Is it a real design? Yeah, I don't think it's a very viable thing, though. But it I couldn't like imagine real, so real because design. like I'm like, how do you create lift like the same way as like a dragonfly with a, you know, this big ass, uh, you know, yeah, helicopter thing flap fast enough yeah you have to flap really fast and you know i i guess with everything else in this movie i'm not really surprised that they can achieve something like that um but yeah i thought those were really cool what, what were they called again uh ornithopters ornithopters okay yeah. I, I just called them dragonfly <laughs> helicopters <laughs> you told me that's not far off from what they are yeah this is pretty much exactly what they are um i think everyone like even though they're all big names in this it didn't really feel like a hollywood thing like i think most of the actors in here blended in really well i think momoa originally threw me off a little bit hard not seeing him as like aquaman right but, uh, i think he blended in for me near the end of the movie or near his end yeah um, but everyone else in this movie like oscar isaac like, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that was fucking him. Uh, he blends in really well. Chalamet does a good job. Um, I think everyone here just just plays up the, the roles really well. Yeah, they do. And um, it was uh, spoiler warning, by the way, um, <laughs> if you're as always, uh, we're going to not be coy about these spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie uh go watch it for sure yeah. it's a good three hours of your time i yeah, it's on HBO we've already Max. agreed that we're so. we're recommending it so go watch it and then come back anyways uh <laughs> oh that's out of the way uh i was actually really surprised at how many people died just in the first um movie yeah just in the first combat but i guess it's uh it's a big setup it is scene i don't know like uh like what rogue one is to uh to a uh, new hope yeah um introduce all these people just to kill them off to uh i guess no one really survived survived in that but I would relate this movie more to an epic than it, I would like a, a standard uh, film. Um, reason for that is because I there was like so many climactic moments that I thought that was that was the only climactic moment. But there was like two or three of them with, within the movie. Uh, like uh, that big. Uh, well, I suppose. No. Well, OK. Never mind. I'm going to retract that because uh, that big battle where they got um, um, they got destroyed. Yeah. The Harkonnen Harkonnen came in and attacked. Yep. Uh, and then killed pretty much everybody. I thought that was the, like the climax of it, but it was just kind of like. And I thought it was going to end soon after that, but it was kind of like a really like slow burn after that. 
which I kind of liked. Uh, you know, it's like it's good to know that you you're not you're going longer than what you're expecting from the ending, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you mean. Like this um like this movie had multiple like high points, multiple apexes. Yeah. Like you said the uh the high point of the final and not even final battle. The big battle where Harkonnen pretty much destroys House of Atreides. Yeah. Um and then there is the the fight where Chalamet kind of becomes a warrior when he kills his first man. Yep. Also felt like a really high point. And then there was one other, but I can't. Well, I think it would off the top of my head. To be fair, after his fight, uh, it did kind of end after that. So there's that. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I guess like it was just getting started. Yeah, no, like that's that's what this that's what's special about this one is because uh, you know, like kind of like Fellowship of the Ring, it, it like you know, there's a big adventure ahead. But, you know, this is just the first movie. So, like, it just it's one of those movies that gets you excited because, uh, like, it doesn't have to all wrap up. Like, it was pretty open-ended there at the end because, you know, this movie was, like, takes place in Iraqis uh, for most of it. It actually wasn't most of it. I would say it was about half of it because the first half was on their home planet, whatever that was. Yeah. And uh, it was kind of just, you know, giving some exposition on like who Paul is and how he's like the chosen one or um, <laughs> and all that stuff. There's always got to be a chosen one. I mean, yeah, of course. <laughs> come on. Can, uh, can I just say like for this movie being so massively insane, like lore wise and so much stuff to remember. Um, I also appreciate and find it very funny. Their main character is just Paul. Paul. And like 10,000 <laughs> 10, years in the future. Yeah. Um, like it's, it's just simple. Just easy. Paul. Just Paul. Yeah. I don't see those names have carried forward. Yeah. It's like, I don't know how much naming conventions would change 8,000 years from now, but apparently not that much. Cause we got our main character, Paul. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think everyone else had uh, somewhat unique names. I guess there was Jessica. That one threw me off too. I was like, "Are they calling her by like her actor's name?" No, Jessica. There's her name, Leto. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it was as cool. Like Momoa's Duncan Idaho. (laughs) (laughs) Just some some interesting names, and then you get your, of course, just normal ones. But yeah, Um, yeah. But when you get to the Harkonnen, that's when it's like the weird names. Yeah, those guys are fucking creepy. Uh, Batista's character's name is Robin. Ro- oh, I guess it's not. R- Raban? Raban? I don't know how you say that. A- R-A-B-B-A-N. I, I don't want to say Robin because it sounds like Robin. Rabin. Rabin. We'll go with Either that. Either it. He, yeah, he was just Drax for me. Drax, this. yeah. I did like the other Harkonnen guys. They were pretty good, though. The, um... Fuck the the king guy, um, like the leader of the Harkonnen tribe. Uh, oh, cool. the Baron, yeah, Baron Vladimir. Yeah, he was, he was creepy. He was really cool. Uh, I don't know, like when you first saw him, I think he was in like a sauna, and uh, and then the second time you see him, he's uh, like 
sitting across from the table from, you know, the naked Duke, uh, because I don't know why he was like, they took all his clothes off and then like, he's like paralyzed or something. <laughs> oh, but, uh, yeah. After they captured him. Yeah. And then he just starts floating up and then floats across the table. I, I did not see that coming. No. Well, actually, I, no, we saw him float uh, one time before that when uh, his uh, assistant was talking to him. Yeah. Um, I wasn't sure what to make of it at first. Uh, I'm like, are those his legs? Did he just have freakishly long legs? <laughs> but then after he was like uh, floating across the table, I saw he was actually floating. So I'm like, oh, he was floating. Okay. <laughs> How that scene was set up with... Um oscar isaac being approached by the baron i was like this is gonna get into some radar shit here right i thought he was gonna fucking i don't know tear him apart or something but very very creepy scene before creepy. uh he releases the poison which was also a really good scene yeah very potent killed everybody in the room yeah i thought he was gonna have to like breathe it into his face no he just breathed it into the air no got him yeah all. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking too. I thought he actually had to like blow it in his face or something and yeah. actually get it, but he's he not even gone. That fucker was still on the ceiling when people came back in. Yeah, he was on the ceiling. And then in order to heal, he had to like bathe in a vat of oil, motor oil or something. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that was. It's just a weird guy. Yeah, I uh I look forward to seeing what they do with him in the next one. Yeah, very it's creepy a, antagonist. I like it, though. Atreides is pretty much finished. Yeah. House Atreides is no more, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, they've still got their home planet, so I'm sure they've still got ships and stuff, but uh, I don't know, Harkonnen pretty uh, much just fucked him over in one, one fell swoop. I don't know if their home planet is, like, all of House Atreides. I think they were, like, on that planet. And then they got moved by the emperor to Arrakis. Yeah. And, uh, you know, apparently he was, they were sent there to, uh, to die pretty much, which that's also one of the big topics I want to talk about is the politics of this. Yeah. So the emperor, they said multiple times is very jealous that like house of Trades is getting super popular and powerful. So obviously he wants to take him out, but um, Baron Harkonnen, like early on in the movie, was talking to Drax, and he was kind of like talking like he was aware of it. Like he's like, "Yeah, the Emperor obviously wants to start a war between our two families," but then Harkonnen goes in and attacks them all, anyways. Yeah. So like, like okay, so it. so he wanted to start a war as well. Well, that that makes me think that maybe the Emperor and the Baron are kind of communicating in a way. Yeah. Cause he gave them emperor's troops as well. Yeah. So like, why not just attack them on their home planet? I get that they'd be more defended, but I don't know. Like what, what's your justification for waiting and attacking them once they settle into Arrakis? Uh, they probably would be less fortified on Arrakis. Um, Along with uh, all the, you know, the harsh desert, the sandworms and everything, even just trying to settle in. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. You could have waited. I, too. I mean, I feel like the desert would have 
took him out pretty quick. Well, not I would not take him out, but like weaken them a lot. Yeah, I feel like we're missing a big chunk, and I know he he probably cut this movie down to make it what it is now, and it's probably more of it. But yeah, um, I feel like we're missing some politics or like a time jump um, from when Oscar Isaac was saying, "Hey, he." obviously expects us to fail here. There's no way we can produce as much spice as they're requesting. Um, so I feel like we're missing some scenes of like months later, they're still not performing up to standards and that's when the conflict starts. That, yeah, that could be it. Um, yeah. Cause like I can only imagine how long it would take to settle in on a new planet it had to take at least a few months. Yeah. They had quite the city there if they didn't build that themselves. I can't remember if they, I think I, they moved into that one. I think they moved into it. They took over. Um, but then uh, the Harkonnen were tasked to, uh, to produce spice once uh, they took care of house Atreides. So obviously yeah, so they're just taking their own place back. Right. So obviously the emperor does want the spice, but they also don't want house atreides so i think that's what happened is that he's kind of killing two birds with one stone he's like go over there take over kill the house of atreides and then uh take over their mining operation kind of doing the dirty work for uh the harkonnen i guess yeah it just seemed like such a convoluted way to do it because harkonnen's already there you take harkonnen off to put atreides in and then have harkonnen come back in and take it again yeah i don't know so like you're you're losing so much spice production with this whole ploy, but <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense unless somebody else is behind it, and not the emperor. Yeah, that's that's true. Like we didn't like, we didn't really get much of the emperor. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think he was shown in this. No, I don't think he was. No, if, if I he he was, I, I didn't see him. Yeah, I don't remember it anyways. But yeah, that's. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, definitely some a lot of politics in this one. A lot of politics, and uh, you know, like that's. It's good that um, you know there's so much thought put into the politics of this because uh, that's what that's what good world building is. Can't yeah. have a whole universe without any politics. That's uh not to like keep relating this back to Star Wars, which I'm sure they're gonna forever live with them over there or like live in their shadow but um yeah well it like depends on how Sorry, i'm just saying it depends on how big of a fandom this becomes like it, yeah it, i i think it has potential to become something great yeah uh like star wars had a lot of politics in like the original trilogy um yeah with like palpatine taking over and everything so it's it's good to see it more pronounced here I I feel like it started to fall on the wayside in Star Wars and it became more about the just galactic conflict. Yeah. But that happens three times over. And I heard there's another uh <laughs> three Death Stars. Another trilogy coming out. And you know what? There's probably gonna be another Death Star. Well there's um a Ashoka movie, I think, or a TV show coming out this year yeah. or next year. Yeah, that too. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I think my favorite scene for this movie was the uh, when Chalamet 
is going out and they're looking at the spice production stuff and they see that big like elephant from halo yes uh, the big vehicle that was exactly what i thought too (laughs) (laughs) and it's just rolling along and it's big track wheels and the the fucking death worm comes and the guy started evacuing people i really like that just entire sequence of events was just really fun and um, that was great. I was, I was like, man, we gotta get out of here. What are you doing? I was just, <laughs> I was really into it. Um, and the yeah. way that it didn't like just drop sand, like the sand almost was vibrating so much that it was like you melt into it, like quicksand. I was actually surprised on, uh, like, how how little like rhythmic movement has to happen to attract the giant sandworm. Yeah, they just hit with their hand onto the... Yeah, and then they said you can't walk normally, so you have to do the sand walk, and then they just start like (laughs) doing a little dance while they're walking, which (laughs) makes total sense if you know the context. But uh, yeah, and then then uh, if they want to attract the sandworm, they have they have these thumpers that they just stick into the ground, and it just goes like boom, boom, boom. And it's it's not even that loud or anything. It's just like it's enough vibration into the sand to attract a giant sandworm. I think the sandworm scenes would have been some of the best to see in theaters. Like I don't know if I'd want to sit in a three in a theater for three hours, right? But um, like some of these scenes with the worms was fucking awesome. Uh, I would relate this to Avatar, where like. I feel like the experience would be enhanced if you know you're like if you didn't know how long of a movie you'd be in for. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, it would be great to watch this in a theater. Because like, sure. I think going into it knowing it was a three-hour-long movie, I'm like, oh, this is this is gonna be a long movie. But like, if I didn't know that, I feel like I would have had a better experience because um, I would have been able to plan better on when I'd watch it because I was watching it late at night. <laughs> I was getting really tired. I like those scenes. And I suppose if you're on a planet that's like pretty much all sand from what we've seen of Arrakis, um, it makes perfect sense that these fucking worms are ruling the planet and they're probably all over and probably pretty easy to summon them. Yeah. Gotta have sandworms on a desert planet. Yeah. Can't live without them. No. Yeah, it seems to be like a a thing without with throughout like sci-fi movies or sci-fi in general is uh you know giant worms in deserts yeah but one of the other parts of um house atreides falling that um i was stuck on was the doctor betraying them like everyone knows from what they may seem the reputation of house harkonnen um, and how they've just been living on spice for so long that they're almost like just immoral beings now. Mm-hmm. And all they care about is themselves. And he's like, yeah, these guys will give me my wife back if I betray House Atreides. <laughs> we'll totally do that. He's optimistic. A little too optimistic. Like, no, dude, I guess I I get it. Like, you, you care for your family and your, your spouse, but... You're you're giving up thousands of people for the chance that uh, they're not going to kill you as soon as you do it. Exactly. And um, 
yeah, I already knew that was going to happen as soon as he started approaching him. He's like, yes, I made a promise to you that you would join her. I'm like, oh, he's going to kill him. He's yeah. definitely going to kill him. And <laughs> like, that's exactly what he did. Because like, like, why would you trust that guy for a second that he was going to give your wife back as soon as you did something for him? <clears throat> yeah. Didn't make sense to me. The dude was a doctor. I actually like I had a, a weird feeling about him before he did all the betrayal. Um, just like he had some weird vibe. Uh, I don't know exactly what it was. It, I had it. I had the feeling as soon as uh, he checked up on Paul after he got exposed to the spice. He's mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, the spice is a psychoactive substance. And he's like, he will be OK. And then just stared at him for a second. And then he walked away of like, okay, that something's up with that guy. <laughs> One person I thought that would come back more was the um the housemaid that gave um uh Lady Atreides the sword. Yeah. The the dagger for uh for Paul. I thought she'd come back and I think they showed like one scene of her dead in the attack, but just like oh okay she so she wasn't really like a character uh no what was it called a chris knife that was yeah holy to their people and it was made from the teeth of the sandworms yeah and then he didn't even get that knife at all because he got given one later by zendaya yeah so i don't know what the point of that like whole scene was Uh, i i don't know maybe it was just like a maybe it was just like a different uh like a whole it was a closing to her story i think that's all that was yeah i guess i I, she was introduced you gotta have you can't make people wonder what happened to her there you go yep that's fair um one move oh one problem i did have with this movie though is the sound mixing uh, I don't know if it's just my TV settings or what it is, but I felt like it does the standard movie thing where I had to turn it up every time for dialogue and then the battles would start like a scene later and I had to quickly turn it all the way down. Yeah, it seems like movies love doing that. And uh, it, it sucks to watch this these kinds of movies in like a hotel or whatever. Because um, if you're at like, you know, if you're at home like I was like, I had the music or I had the volume up and so I can hear the dialogue, but the action scenes were very loud, but I didn't change it. I'm like, wow, this <laughs> is loud. And uh, I just kind of stuck with it. But um, yeah, yeah, that's just a common thing. I think it's just for uh, theater quality. I think that's why they do that. Um, because theaters have this huge sound system that, you know, like to blow your eardrums out every time some action scene has happened. And it's, it's kind of fun when you're in the theater, but anywhere else it's not really, not really good to have. Yeah. Yeah. Cause at least in theaters, like even the whispers and stuff usually are pretty loud enough to hear all the way around mm-hmm. just because everything else is a lot louder than it needs to be. But yeah, yeah I, I I actually have a TV that has like adaptive sound that's supposed to fix that. So it's supposed to turn up when, you know, it's quiet and then turn down when it's when it gets loud. But it never really worked 
the way <laughs> I wanted it to. So probably because I have it hooked up to the sound bar, it probably doesn't work that way. But um, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, but uh, like another thing with like what I was like, there was like a lot of buildup with uh, his visions. Mm-hmm. Like he had a lot of visions that we haven't seen yet. And I, I can only think that these are things that are going to happen in the next movie because we didn't see any of these visions come true in this movie, or at least uh, most of them. Uh, yeah, we saw like some Zendaya of them. stabbing him. Yeah. Zendaya stabbing him. Uh, you know, his mother being pregnant. Uh, what was another one? Uh, uh, you seen Momoa die, but that one actually happened. That did happen. I um, I was almost wondering if like these dreams don't actually come true because he also seen himself dying in combat there. And like he ended up winning the battle uh, pretty much unscathed. So, um, yeah, maybe they're premonitions. Possible futures. I think it might be possible futures because uh, if he gets if he gets told the future and it's something he, that is preventable, like what's stopping him from just not engaging in that at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yep. maybe when it's with other people, it com- becomes true, but when it's with him, he can change his destiny. And I think that could be it. Maybe he, yeah. uh, he like during that fight, he like, he expected that stab or so he like dodged the thrust. And so he actually dodged death there and was yeah. able to win. That's what I was going to say. Um, I was thinking maybe he learned from after Momoa's came true, uh, his death. Yeah. That, uh, he's like, oh, I can see the future and use that to uh, like dodge the knife or whatever. Yeah. Um. Although I don't think uh, Momoa died the way that his he envisioned it, though. I I was wondering that, too, because he said the um, oh, or the desert people called. Femin. Femin. Yeah, he said that they were the ones that were going to kill him. Um, but in his vision, the body layout there still yeah. like looked the same. So I don't know if he was just confused about like who actually killed him and just assumed it was the Femin. Maybe. He's like, oh, why would the em- Emperor betray us? Yeah. I. It, it's either that or it's it's a skill he has not yet refined yet. So like he might have like certain details missing in his visions. I don't know if it's like a skill or anything, but maybe it's, maybe it is a skill. I mean, it's a possibility. Yeah. And definitely he's still like, like just starting to get this power. So yeah. Kind of the same thing with, uh, the way, uh, you know, like the, the voice or whatever that he uses to command people. I thought that was cool as hell. Oh, uh, yeah. I really liked that, all those scenes. When they're on the helicopter and uh, basically, you know, talk their way out of everything. Give me the knife. Then stabs him. Kill him. <laughs> Kills him. <laughs> Untie me. I just like how it sounded, too, when um, Rebecca Ferguson was, was doing the voice. I thought they sounded really cool. Yeah. So he's he's still he's still working on his voice and um so he wasn't able to get it right the first time, which we saw a little bit of it earlier when they were at the table trying to command command yeah, her to uh, 
to pass the milk or something. Uh, pass, give me the water. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean that that's really cool. I, I honestly didn't expect so much uh, magic and stuff to be uh, produced from this movie. I thought it was just going to be like uh, sci-fi or with like technology and stuff. But I really like how they added the whole uh, levitation and mind control and all that stuff. Yeah, it's quite a lot of powers in this. So a lot of stuff to explore in the next one. Absolutely. And it's, uh, it's only the beginning. So yeah, let's just That's... hope for uh, less sun glares and flashbacks in the next one. <laughs> I don't think we have any shortage of that. But <laughs> yeah, it seemed like they were they were definitely excessive. I will agree with you on that. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, the movie just fucking ends, which uh, kind of caught me off guard. I was like, wait, what? that's it? Yeah. It's, I was like, I she's was like, this getting is excited. just the beginning. I'm like, oh, cool. We're going to go on some desert adventure. And then it's like, you know, yeah, it was like a find out next maze, time. <laughs> it was like a Maze Runner ending. One yeah. The uh, Maze Runner movies just kind of ended like that. Yeah. I never seen Maze Runner, but um, it reminds me of uh, like, Dragon Ball Z. It's like, find out next time on Dragon Ball Z, because they always cut the episode right before something cool is going to happen. Except the movie is going to be two years away. Yeah. But now we're lucky that we're watching it the year the new one comes out. So Exactly. You only have to wait a few more months. Yep. Yeah, I wouldn't mind doing uh, doing part two on this eventually. Absolutely. We, we're going to, we're kind of obligated to do part two on this now. Yeah. Starting the whole series. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Do you have anything more on Dune? Um, I don't. Uh, I think this is uh, it's gonna be. This might be a staple trilogy that's gonna be on my shelf one day. Um, I really like the potential that this is gonna become. Um, a lot of world building in this movie, but I still really liked it. Um, I'm expecting to have everything closed together. I might just pick up the book too. Let me know. Should I read the book? Should I just wait for the movies? <laughs> I think it's, it's probably always good to compare back and forth, but uh, you're also going to spoil the rest of the movies probably for yourself. Yeah, that's true. But uh, yeah, I, I definitely look forward to this being a, uh, a box set on my shelf one day. If we even have shelves anymore uh, by the time all these come out. <laughs> Like everything's just going to be digital. So, yeah. Digital box shelf. Yeah. I mean, you probably won't even have a TV. Everything will be in your, your fucking eye or in your head. In your brain. Yeah. Have that, like that bean chip that get installed in <laughs> behind your ear, like in uh black mirror. Yeah. Speaking of black mirrors got season uh, six coming out soon. They're still know, doing the... black mirror. Yeah. I can't remember the ex exact release date but it's uh i think it's coming out this year dude it's been so long it's been a long time since we've had some black mirror coming out in june hell yeah wow. so we only have a month to wait fuck it's, yeah man it's been like two years since the last season or something it's been more than that right uh, i think it's, it's been more than that it's felt like a while but it felt like a long time yeah, so we also want to hear your thoughts on Dune. 
stick around here and we'll we'll talk a little bit more about what we're going to talk about next month for movies but you can reach us at hazardousopinionspod at gmail.com or hazardousopinionspod on instagram and then we have a discord link invite in the description for the popcorn club you can join us and chat with us there about any any movies and tv shows or video games that you like yeah uh, we're always active there and ready to chat with some recommendations for sure yeah so what are you watching these days what am i watching yeah i've been watching quite a few movies lately i'm as i told you now that i'm out of uh out of my spring semester i've actually had time to catch up on some movies i've been watching a lot of netflix uh i watched one called missing was a a brand new release from this year oh yeah it uh, i've been meaning to watch that it's a parallel of um was it called searching i think um very similar movie where the entire movie takes place over uh electronic devices so say like it's either you're looking through a camera or you're viewing like web pages and stuff and uh it's pretty good i thought it was okay like it's it's as cheesy as you'd expect from the trailer yeah but i think it's it's okay it's worth a watch if you like searching <laughs> okay. still a little, little bit less good than searching but it's still okay yeah it's still a fun watch yeah it's still a neat concept that i think i think is pretty cool to explore yeah i um i i did actually really like those um like those movies that takes place over electronic devices like yeah it it depends like there has to be more things going on than just a skype call because like if i'm staring at the same people for two hours and nothing else is happening it it gets kind of dull but uh if there's like web searches or like, uh, you know, whatever, it's like get the internet involved. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think think it ends up being pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, and season five of Black Mirror came out in 2019. Yeah, so that's like what I'm saying. Four it's years, a long time. Holy, and there was only three episodes. Damn. Yeah. So yeah, I'm looking forward to more of that. Yeah, Black Mirror. That's my shit. It's a it's a good show. It's like a it's um very episodic, so like each one you can enjoy or dislike on its own. And I think I like probably like eighty percent of the episodes. It's yeah, pretty good show. They explore um, a lot of neat topics. Yeah, I watched a uh, spooky movie recently as well called the uh, The Ritual. It's oh a, yeah. Uh, uh, I can't remember the uh, the author's name, but it is based on a book. It's directed by uh, Bruckner, and um, it's these uh, group of friends that a tragedy brings them all on a hiking trip out in Sweden, and then some weird Norse stuff starts fucking with them. That's uh, all I'll say to not spoil anything yet. But that sounds good. I really enjoyed it it's kind of a trip of a film but it's also pretty spooky so oh okay i like yeah. those uh trippy movies yeah and so bruckner's done done some good stuff he's like a he's a newer director i think he did like the new hellraiser and stuff like that oh, okay 
So. I never seen the new Hellraiser. I don't even think I seen the original Hellraisers. I remember seeing parts of it, you know, dude with needles all over his face. Yeah, Pinhead. Pinhead. Yeah. Uh, they're, but they're good movies. Never got into them. Uh, I'll check it out. I imagine it's like a slasher film, right? It's kind uh, of just they're they're more paranormal. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of what to compare it to like uh like pretty much these things pop up and and you're you're just gonna die oh wow like, it's not like a physical being chasing you really it's just like okay who's gonna die next oh type of thing. okay interesting so, yeah right. and it's kind of like in what fucked up way are they gonna kill you because they're like uh there's a lot of lore in Hellraiser too, so I won't go into it too much. But the, uh, I think they're called like trilobites or something. The, I think that's a bug name. But, um, cinnabites for the uh, like the Hellraiser beings, and they all are like hell demons and stuff, and oh, all wow. the different ways of killing people. Kind of like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Is that relatable? Uh. Yeah, yeah, I guess for, like, how the deaths work. Like, it's just, like, okay. you, you don't know who's really going to die, and you can't really protect yourself. Yeah. Because it, it puts you in, like, dream realms as well, like like Five Nights. Or, uh, Five Nights. <laughs> Wrong you Freddy. know they're making that through a movie, too, right? <laughs> Wrong fucking Freddy. Um, uh, yeah, I've seen that's coming out as a movie, too. That might be okay. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to expect from that. Uh, animatronics never really, uh, never really spooked me, but who knows? Yeah. Like... The first game's spooky though, so we'll, we'll see what they can pull off with it. Yeah, I have high hopes. I don't really have high hopes. I have low expectations, so they can't really uh, <laughs> can't, disappoint, can't really yeah. disappoint me that much. Yeah. So, what have you been watching lately? Uh, haven't been watching very many movies lately. Uh, just been working a lot, but, uh, been watching, you know, episodes of like Dragon Ball Super whenever I can. Uh, but, uh, oh, actually I did watch a movie, uh, somewhat recently. Uh, Swiss Army Man. Oh, with um, Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> with Daniel Radcliffe. Have you seen yeah, that? Yeah, <laughs> I have. It's that's a good one. I like oh, it. Oh man, I I watched that with uh, with my mom, and she <laughs> I don't think she was too impressed, but me and Cordy <laughs> were just laughing her asses off. It's one of those ones that you shouldn't know anything about going in, or you're probably just not going to watch the movie. Yeah, like. It well, just, I, I read the description of it and it said um, man sh- uh, stranded out on an island uh, finds a dead body who has super that has supernatural <laughs> powers and can even talk. And I'm like, That's all right, we're watching it. this. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, we're watching this. And then um, I was not disappointed. It was great. The movie's surprisingly deep for how... Uh how the comedy works through it was it. very deep it was like it made me cry man and it made me laugh it made me cry and yeah. then so it's like that that's a good movie so that's a, that's a good don't recommend. go into it like 
with your brain on though. Uh, <laughs> you, you just gotta, you just gotta take it for what it is and you'll have a good time. Yep. Yeah. So for next month here, we're doing, uh, one of my picks for the next movie. I'm very excited for it. Another Swedish horror movie, uh, Midsummer. So that, oh, one's, yeah. that one's gonna be fun. Yeah, Midsummer. Um, I've seen know. it before. You haven't, but like it's it's uh it's it's something. I I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna try to articulate what it is in that podcast, but it is something. I don't know what it is about the Swedes and just uh. I assume it's something uh, fucked up from when I've briefly heard about the movie. So Very fucked up. They just really like to kill people in their weird ways. Yeah, so that'll be an interesting podcast. So t- stay tuned for that, for sure. Just watch out um, for Norse gods. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no gods will help you in that movie. Uh <laughs> But yeah, that that's coming up. Uh, we got Titanfall two coming up too. Stay tuned for yes. that. And uh, you got anything else? No, nope, I think that's it for me. All right, that is Dune, and this is Eric. That's Andy signing off. <laughs> See you guys.